This is the Mind Your Business podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. I'm Matt Williams. I run an accountancy business in Oxford and I'm joined as ever by the amazing (laughs) business coach, business and leadership coach, Alan Clark from Exponential Coaching. Alan, how are you today, my friend? I am marvellous. The reason why I'm saying marvellous with a smile on my face is because I actually feel marvellous. I'm working on my energy levels. Uh, I'll go that into another episode, but well, watch watch the space on that. But also listening to the introductions that you give, the last two has been marvelous, Alan, and today it's amazing. So I feel as if I've been promoted from marvelous into amazing, which is fabulous. Excellent. Wow, I'm pleased that the random wafflings that I come out with at the start of this podcast make you smile. I am less. I am less, um, what's the word, energised than you. I've just got back from an amazing charity event over the weekend, but I've not drunk that much. I've drunk, we drunk for three days solid. Well, not three days, three evenings solid, but it, I've not done that since I was a lot younger. So I'm just feeling, feeling what the you, after. What you did was amazing, though. You, you, you tell the listeners what you did. Oh, so we went on, on the Twin Town Rally, which... Um, we bought a car for £500, drove it to France, raised a load of money for charity in a convoy of 120 other cars. Came sixth. I haven't told you oh, that. Oh, of 120. Tremendous. Considering our car was pronounced dead by the uh, by like the support mechanics on the Saturday morning, literally had eight faults, all of which were classed as terminal, and they somehow managed to get it going <laughs> again. Um, we couldn't then turn the engine off, so we had to just abandon it running in the 2k whilst we went off on a scavenger hunt and just hoped it wasn't stolen but we got it back sixth place life's good came back to a business that had, had carried you know the the, the the test we've talked about this a few times you know your business is working well if it works without you being there right the good thing about mm-hmm. that is that it makes you money when you're not there the bad thing about that is you get back and it's been running for the last four days and a load of things have happened and you need to kind of get your head straight in the game so there we go. Anyway, that's enough of that's yeah. enough of my uh, free coaching session. Where, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're on the third part of our trilogy on growth. So the part one, if you remember, was leveling up. I do. Part two was very much getting into the pressures of growth. And part three is you've got through the pressures of growth. What next? So we've leveled up. We've dealt with the stress. What happens next, right? And this is a this is a big subject because it's different for everybody, isn't it? Some people are growing f- with an end goal in sight. Some people are riding a wave that they weren't expecting. So there is different answers, very different answers to different types of business owner, I think. But I think what we'll talk about is 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 what yeah, that, that concept. Do do we continue growing? What do we do with this newfound success in inverted commas? Do you do you give yourself it's very hard I think let's start here then, actually, before we go off on a tangent. 
I think a lot of business owners are at their best when their business is in this super high growth stage. And if you've gone through that for, let's say, six months and you've been growing rapidly and you've been dealing with those spinning plates and you've leveled up and you've built your team and you've dealt with the creeks and all of that. When it slows, the first reaction is is the business owner is that it's, something's gone wrong now. And that's not the case, right? You've just businesses grow in cycles. You, No business I know of is foot to the floor 100% of the time for 15 years. It doesn't happen. You ride these waves. And it's that mindset, let's start talking about this, the mindset of once you've come out of that first growth, how does the business owner deal with it slowing down? How do they take that step back? How do they acknowledge that it's okay that we are not growing 35, 50% a year, year on year for four years straight? That's not feasible. It's not It's not optimal. How do we deal with that, Alan? Massive question. I'm going to drop it on you because we haven't scripted any of this. I, th- I think... If you know that that's a phase, then first of all, that gives you an advantage because you're expecting it. So, so if you've knowledge, li- yeah, a phase, 100%. So if you've listened to episode 49 of the Mind Your Business podcast, you will expect that this is coming. That That is a huge point. So yeah, to acknowledge it. If you don't know it's coming and you know, you're in that space, then this gives you a fantastic opportunity to to create the space for yourself and the time for yourself to think about the what next. And we've talked before about the chief exec role being in four bubbles, being in the, the space of strategy and execution, being in the space of advocacy, leadership, and then and financial shape. When you're in this extreme growth phase, I suspect at times you're not in these spaces at all. So it gives you a chance to get out of whatever space you were, know that you've done a phenomenal job in getting through the pressures to then re-engage these four bubbles and give yourself the thinking space and the head space to think about the what next question. Um, And that question will then fuel the strategy and the future journey of your business. But it's a complete. You need to be disciplined because you're absolutely right that the emotions can kick in. We are not busy. It's all falling apart. This is a disaster. When in fact you've done an extremely good job. It just so happens that the ship is steadied. It's at the new altitude and it's going really well. And now there's a different discipline required from the leader, which is to re-engage again back in strategy, execution, etc. Absolutely. I'm so pleased that that's where you're, you're, we're so in sync now, 50 podcasts in, because (laughs) where I was hoping you went is where you went. Because what I think is a really important tool for business owners that are coming out of this is to re-engage with your business plan. Because your business now is very different to probably the last time you wrote a plan. You may have done forecasts, you may have looked at, you know, organisation charts and that kind of stuff and the marketing plan. But actually the overall, who are we? What do we do and why should anyone give a damn? Come back and re-engage with that because the whole base level, like you said, is completely different now. We're at a different altitude, but the plane's still flying. And re-engage with that, and it's going to do two things. Firstly, it's going to give you that peace of mind that being on this hyper-growth curve and, and suddenly coming off of it is fine. But it's going to take that pressure away that you don't need to grow and grow and grow and grow. The other thing I think it's going to do is very typically... 
as business, and we talked a little bit about this, as businesses grow and level up, they get this massive balls of stress appear from here, then everywhere, people, customers, whatever it is, cash flow. And while you're in that hyper growth stage, it's really difficult to to fix them in a long term way. So if you've got you know not enough capacity in your team, you whack some people in, right? Get some capacity in. If you if you I don't know, you need some cash flow finance. You get the first loan you can find. All of these things happen very quickly. Once you've got out of that growth stage and you re-engage your business plan, that's the time to take a step back and look and right. Have we got the right customers now? Can we? actually it stopped growing we we talked about this definitely before let's strengthen rather than grow so now we've got this altitude let's look at our customer base again and see how many of these grade d clients have we picked up along the way and can we you know not shed some staff but repurpose some staff and get them working more efficiently and more effectively in the roles that are best for them reduce our customer base or tweak our customer base because the vampires have come in and we want to get rid of those vampire clients. All of these things happen because you're not making the right decisions. Well, not the right decisions. Sorry, you're making quick decisions. And they're the right. They're quick and dirty. They're right at the time. But you'll end up with that remorse six months later. And I think if we re-engage with our business plan, would you agree that that feels like an easy way to rebase and oh, see where we are now? It's, it is, it's an easy thing in, in terms of the way you're describing that. It's also a very wise thing to do. Um and you know a word that's just sprung up listening to you i guess it's a review isn't it it's a review it's given you time you've done you've got the the, the focus you've gone for the action this is a now time to review it's a bit of a sit in the ball moment you know foot in the ball moment just just look around look up. at what's passed head up um and and review the situation that your business is in which includes the business plan, it'll include the finances, uh, just a feel for it, the performance, all that's in the mix. So that, and I know this is you and I having a conversation and we are doing it, it's like a test tube here, isn't it? We're out of, we're in the lab. Uh, the real life also will have a ton of emotion, tired human beings, the, the day-to-day pressures of business, of course it will, but this is an optimal way forward when you've come out of that hyper growth stage, you're through the pressures, get yourself um, into an office, get some space and start reviewing where you're at, including this business plan. Really, really good, Matt. Because I tell you, the amount of conversations I've had with business owners where we look at them and we produce, I don't know, a quarter's figures or a year's figures. And they're, they're like, look at the, they look at the revenue because that's where they judge their business on. And they're wow, look at that. We've, we've added 300 grand of revenue this year. Happy days. And then they scroll down to the bottom and they made no more profit. Mm. And it's, it's not, it's not soul destroying because then we have the conversation about this is why. And actually now let's give it another year and re-engage with our plan and whatever. And this is what we're going to make. But often, if you're in that super fast growth, you're adding a load of revenue and a load of cost, and you're ending up standing still in terms of bottom line, at least for the first year that it happens. And then it tends to kind of the profit follows on a little bit behind the revenue. I think there's two things re-engaging with your business plan will help you with. It will help you understand that there is this lag and that you've not just given yourself a load of stress and bother for no benefit. The other thing, more importantly, it will if you re-engage properly and forecast properly you will spot thousands of pounds worth if you're a half a million million pound business you'll spot thousands of pounds worth of 
sort of bloated cost in your business that you don't need. I was with a business yesterday, similar, a like really high growth business, um, doing, they're smashing it, right? Really, really good. But we looked at just their IT costs because it just came up in the conversation. And he's like, how am I spending that much on software? And we're looking and it's £200 for this subscription and £350 for that one. And he's, he rang me and his team said, when was the last time we used that bit of software? And they said, oh, we haven't used that for six months. And he's paying £350 a month for this software that he didn't use because he's so busy. No one has time to sit and look at what direct debits are going out of the bank account. And it's amazing. And it, it's often the case. You've got a HR subscription that you know you haven't used for 18 months and you actually pay someone else to do HR and whatever it is. There's bloat in the system. So retouching base with that. That, that bloat in the system, I've seen it twice this week as well in different businesses. Uh, and it, it's, you know, it's it's cunningly deceptive. It hides itself, especially when you're busy, but it's there. It's that, what was that when you're hidden in plain sight? Yeah, you know, 100%. Um, it's, it's, it's that. So, so use the time, this new headspace that you've got as you come out of the growth phase to, to re, re, re-engage your business plan, look at your cost base, make sure everyone's, you know, the right people in the right seats and all of that. I think the next step is, is uh, that a lot of business owners have an issue with is, is rewarding themselves, the business owners. So at, at the early stage in businesses, it's normally the case that the business owner gets paid last. They take out what's left after we've paid the overheads, we've paid the staff, etc. And that's right and proper to some extent, right? That's the risk you take, the gamble you take on yourself if you set up a business. But if you've been in, I don't know, two, three, four years, however long it is, and you've suddenly grown this amazing business out of nowhere, often business owners find it a real struggle. I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. They find it a real struggle to allow themselves to take some money out of the business. We have business owners that are on, you know, making 200 grand a year profit and taking out 30 grand because that's what they took out three years ago. And they're not, you know, they, they're building this big war chest of cash in the company, 150 grand or something. And they won't let them, you know, that's what, that's what lets me sleep at night. And I, I, my job is often to say, no, no, no. The job of this business is to create wealth for your family. That's why you set it up. Allow it to do that. Don't go and rape and pillage it for every pound it's got. That's not what I'm saying. But allow yourself as a family to enjoy the benefit of the hard work that you've put in. But what's that mindset? That's, there's definitely a mindset thing there because so many business owners feel like they, they need permission to take the money out of their company. I think that's an enormous point. And you, you had that lovely distinction there about get, giving the reason why you set your business up. So you're... You're you're connecting to first principles again. You're you're going about well. Why why have I done this and why have I put myself through the pressures of growth and everything goes well? Well, actually, I've done it to create wealth, you know. And yes, I want to spread it around. Of course, I do. And we talked about employee share schemes and everything else that goes with that. But you know, you you are you are you have done that for a reason, usually for the wealthier family. And then when you remind yourself of that, it's an easier thing to do. Now, that conversation can then go, well, okay, 150 grand war chest. That That is comforting. It's comforting. But if the business is strong, you know, it can give you the wealth you're looking for and continue to thrive. You know, that is that. We, we've talked about this before. You've mentioned it here as well. Strength and growth, not necessarily the same thing at all. 
And actually, you and I are in agreement there. It's it's important to regularly strengthen your business. So that that the mindset is giving yourself the space to go a bit deeper there, reminding yourself of why you're doing this in the first place, um, and and in, and ensuring that your business is strong enough to to do just that. Absolutely. That needing or seeking permission or building up a big old chunk of cash in your company to help you sleep at night is not effective. It's not efficient use of the working capital in your business and engaging with the right professionals who will help you, the right financial advisors, the right accountants to allow you to unlock that wealth. Because I'm not saying take out 100k of dividends and go and you know blow it on a Porsche. Although it's your money, you do what you wish, right? But that's not what I'm saying. But But actually, for a lot of families, an extra 20k of dividends in a year is the difference is the difference between saving money personally and just getting by and the amount of business owners that just get by and i have to say to them you know they say how much can i take out and we spin it around and say no don't worry about that tell me what you need to live on and then tell me what you want to live on because if you ask someone what do you need to take out of the business they will tell you the bare minimum they need to justify the business to their spouse that is typically the bottom line so they know if their husband at home is expecting them to earn two and a half grand a month or their wife at home wants someone three grand a month that's what they'll tell you now that that's 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 the bare minimum right that's what the business needs to be doing to be effective and once you're up and running and you've got past a certain point that should be the bare minimum but often then it's four grand five grand six grand a month that they want that actually lets them go on holiday and lets them save some money and pay their bloody heating bill nowadays right that's what we need and then we say right well look this is where your business is now it can pay that or this is where your business is now and this is how far away we are from being able to pay that and we we put it in those terms but as soon as the business can afford to do that it should do that because that's the point of the business i'm not saying again i'm going to keep reiterating this before i start getting grumpy emails in i'm not saying put your business at risk by drawing all the cash out you can what i'm saying is you build the right amount of working capital in your business then anything over that should be finding its way into the families that own the business that's the point of it build a war chest so you can pay your overheads next month if something goes catastrophically wrong and you can pay your vat bill and you can pay your tax bills the rest of it is fair game for the business owner um so that's step one there's other things that we should be doing as business owners, but you look like you've got a point to make on that, so I'm going to shut up for a second. No, I, no, no, no. I just, just very, very curious. If you and I know I've just chucked this at you, do you see a, a correlation between business owners that do as you've advised there and stronger businesses versus ones that maybe don't but believe the money in as a as a more of a comfort blanket do, do you see a i know I've, I, I, it's an unfair question there but i, I, I don't do, know do, I, do you see a link i'm not sure there's a direct correlation as you would think we have some amazingly strong businesses that are building up war chests sort of hand over fist and that is just the way it's amazing what is amazing is as a business grows the amount of cash you need in your reserve account to make you comfortable and let you sleep at night grows exponentially we've got businesses that have got a million pound plus in their bank account that they never will never like imagine how badly it needs to go wrong for you to draw for a million pounds of cash before you start doing something different you know once you've lost 200 grand of that cash you would probably be thinking should we close the doors or should we 
move office or whatever but that number has grown and grown and that's where it is now and i you know i have to take my professional hat off and put my human hat on and realize that that's just how those people are wired and that's what they need and that is fine right if that's it's their money they can do what they want with it our job is just to help advise there is definitely i am a massive advocate of positive manifestation the amount of businesses that are on the edge right like i can see the numbers and can see that unless something goes disastrously wrong they're okay to pay the directors this amount of money but the cash flow is the issue so they make enough profit but the cash flow is lumpy and therefore there's not always the money there at the end of the month and quite often over the last four or five years i've been saying to business owners that you put yourself your if you want three grand a month out don't pay yourself your little 700 pound salary that every director is on and then wait until you, you're comfortable you've got enough to pay the difference put your 3000 in with everybody else all the rest of the team put yourself on the payroll and it will do two things a it will mean you get paid b it will mean that because it's in with everyone else's payroll you are actively managing your cash flow better because you are you're part of the same payroll one as everyone else and it's amazing how you do that Huge. and then six months later i have a catch-up and that client's like yep never struggled to make the payment it all worked every month it's really weird out i never thought i had the money but we seem to have found the money and then you think that, that I, I just i want to say that i think that's a phenomenal point matt that that is that that just brings a whole new level of accountability um because you you, you you're not going to be slack now your three grand five grand comes out on the 20th and you you need to have that cash flow in for it uh, and of course you'll make sure it's in well you would do if it was john that's it if it was if it was john the employee salary that was going out on the 20th you would always you know they always make the payment but because it's them they allow the business to dictate and it should be the other way around and we've never once had that where it's gone wrong like it always we you know i guess because that's our job is to understand the numbers more than our clients do and put that in place so that's important i think the other thing that we should be doing in our what next phase is understanding where the the kind of big picture where there's a business going so we built this thing it started off as an idea and a dream and now we built into something significant right whether and significant is different to everyone it could be a hundred thousand pounds of revenue it could be 10 million of revenue everyone's got a different idea of where they were heading for but once you've achieved that, you have to kind of go back, not only to your business plan in terms of the next three years, but what's the five-year plan, the 10-year plan? Can we sell this? Should we sell this? Is it a cash cow? Do we give it to the staff? Do we hand it down to our kids? You need to then, and you've built this thing, you know, you've, you've got the plane flying, right? We've done the takeoff phase. We're now cruising at our altitude. We need to start thinking about where we're going to land if we're finishing off this metaphor. Where do we land? Is that a sale? Is that a merger? Is that a cash cow business? Is is it something else? And then we need to aim at that because you get wrapped up like, whoa, I don't know, John the, the plumber, his business plan is get to seven vans on the road. Once we get to seven vans on the road, I'll be happy. And you'll get to seven vans on the road. And then it's like, well, what next? I don't know. I, I you know, I've, we've had this in our coaching our business is growing past the point in which I can envisage it. You know, our monthly revenue now is more than in my mind I could have ever imagined us doing, and we're still growing. There's loads of other business owners out there, and they need to understand that if you meander your way to a sale, you're going to handicap your return in the business. So how do we how do we do that outside of the business planning? 
where how do we re-engage with what our plan is and how often that's changed now in the three years right because the business is a different thing now to what we thought we were building so the answer is it's actually relatively simple an answer the, the answer is give yourself proper space and time to do just that so i i i did a a, a strategy a created facility did a strategy day for, for a major organization last month right and that took a day and a lot of flip charts from the the way it's structured there's divisions right five divisions of this company and each one has a managing director so they're all in the mds and and the ceo of the whole shooting match and that day was all about just that what's the next three years but it was vision yes purpose yes but some detail on it yes what we're not doing what we are doing that sort of stuff so that that was a that was a large uk company so that that needed a second day and it needs a second day which is to fine-tune the clarity into focus and actions and a plan that therefore a new business plan for smaller companies you could do that in less time less people but the the big point here i'm trying to make here you need space and you need time and and probably a whiteboard and a flip chart right and you've got your spare and now relax you can start to re-engage that vision process if you've got a team get them in like this this company did this organization but that's that's the discipline you've got to hear the what next is imagination that literally is imagination you need to access your imagination best way to do that some space some time and, and a, a flip chart and a whiteboard and and dream and and see where you get to with that and then once you've got that and it feels feels right, you need to turn that dream into a plan. I love that. The use of the word dream. Because this business started as a dream. Every business starts as a dream, right? And then it ends up in this, it always amazes me. It fascinates me, businesses, because at some point along their journey, every business becomes its own thing. Like we had this conversation, I think, last last time, where we were talking about the team take ownership of it. And what the business mm-hmm. is to them is very different to what the business is to the founder. But it's just as valid, their attachment to it and their feelings about it are just as valid. Yeah, you've got to keep dreaming, right? You've got, mm-hmm. it, as soon as the you business only kind of runs out of vision and drive and dreams and inspiration is the point where it starts to nosedive. That's the fog. And the dream and killer, it is. And the dream killer is... And you go through it. Of course you do. It's in many ways, it's unavoidable, but it's in different degrees of unavoidable. But the dream killer is busyness. When you're flat out and every second you're doing something, no space for dream. You know, that's backed up. That is backed up by science. It's to do with beta and alpha brainwaves. But it's true. And I know we've all heard this a million times. When you are in the shower, <laughs> dreams happen. You know why? Because you're in the shower. You're not trying to, I don't know, answer six emails at the same time 
and worry about five people being off sick and then this big presentation you've got in two seconds time that you've not prepared for. Da 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 da. You no, you're in the shower and and the job of works to wash your hair and suddenly the eureka moment comes. No, I know that. Or when you go jogging, right? A lot of people tell me they go jogging yep. and then that's when they and it was whatever it is, yeah, you're right. That's... It's when inspiration strikes at the oddest times, right? What it never does, mm-hmm. inspiration I've never found to strike in a you know, in the <laughs> middle of a meeting when you're up against it or when you're pitching a presentation or whatever it is, that's not when it happens, right? You've got to give we've we've never had give yourself a clear and the irony is the irony is that's when you need it most sometimes and you're never going to get it. 100%. Okay, so so we talked, quick recap then. So we've talked about how what next, right? Re-engage with your business plan, step one. Look at, look at where the blokes come into your overheads and where your vampire clients have arrived and where you've got people, maybe right people, wrong, wrong roles or whatever the, the situation is. We've also talked about allowing yourself allowing yourself to reward yourself for the the efforts of the yeah. business right taking money out effectively and efficiently not building up unnecessary cash and then we talked about daring to dream and giving yourself a clearing and kind of coming up literally with the what next the the not just the you know the one year business plan but the five year master plan because that would have changed and then the world's your oyster at this point if 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 you've gone through this stage and you've leveled up effectively life it doesn't get easy the world oyster, right great is it any easier no of course it's not there's always challenges even if you're not growing there's different challenges right now that's that's kind of the point of our podcast really but everyone's in that same boat we have the same conversations me and you with the same sort of types of clients different businesses different places same issues um Okay, have we missed anything that you really wanted to talk about on this pod? No, I, I think it's, it's been a very, very interesting conversation. The truth is, the what next, you literally, we could talk for days on this. You know, what, what I've, like, I've, I've just put it into three headings there. So this is, again, this is an optimal use of coming out of that hyper growth phase is review, that review which includes the, the, the business plan. So that review phase, reward phase, where you, you reconnect with actually the wealth that you're bringing into your family and, and, and maybe making some changes there. And then the dream phase, you're back in that um, what is possible phase. You know, so there's three phases that we've come up with that for me sound pretty wise, but the, the 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 big thing the big big thing for me in all of this is that it is it is a journey you've gone through one phase the leveling up you've gone through the next phase the pressures you're into this phase and then you're back in and sure enough you'll be into leveling up and pressures again of course because you're further down the road but you're wiser, you're stronger, and so is your business. I, I'm, I, oh, it never fails to amaze me when you come up with a business theory on the fly out of our podcast. So, what have we got? The review stage, the reward stage, and, and the dream stage. How to deal with the what next of hyper growth? I love that, Alan. I think that is as fitting a place to stop for today as we're going to get. So, as ever, if you like what you hear, send us out 
a shout on social media. We love, we get messages every week now. It still amazes me that people listen, but we do. And it makes us smile every time someone talks to us about the podcast. So hit us up, subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you'd hear your podcast. Tell your friends about us because that helps us grow the podcast. And we will see you very soon for more podcast gold. But for now, that's all for me. And that's all from my friend, Alan. Goodbye. This is the Mind Your Business podcast.